What's up? It's me, AGV, the go-getter, and I want to welcome you to the GCO podcast. You see, this is a place you go to to get the pretty, the ugly, and the grind to success. There's always a story to be told and everything that glitter ain't gold. So understand this, there is no need for the cheat code when you got the G-Code. So get your notebooks and pens ready. It's time for us to get into it. Welcome to the G-Code. <laughs> You are now listening to the G Code with Adri V. Multi Hasbro here. <laughs> hey, what's up, my go getters? It's me, Adri V. And listen, each and every time I crack this mic, I bring to you a dope go getter who has a true and amazing story. Um, and this particular go getter, I've known and had a chance to watch him grow into this amazing man that he is. And it really gives me an honor to interview him today because once upon a time, he was this this, I would say, wet behind the ear, <laughs> young man that just wanted to do everything and he could. Mm. And he is the one who made my intro music <laughs> for my radio show. Like, go get a, uh, go get a. I mean, I mean, it was magic and it was like music to my ears. I gave him no direction. He's like, I got you. Put it together and sent it. And to this day, that thing is still <laughs> ringing off on every station I'm on. So without further ado, you know, I am bringing to the mic my guy who is a multi-platinum yeah. K-pop producer. Okay, he's an artist himself. Okay, he's 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 also a man who has multiple instruments under his belt. Come on, somebody. Okay, all right, <laughs> there it is. Um, he is a part of a record company. We're going to mm -hmm. talk about that, um, and an overall entrepreneur, mm -hmm. um, and somebody who is truly getting to it. Many in the world knows him, okay, as Droid Did It. Come on. But I get the pleasure of knowing him from the very beginning. Come on. As Mr. <laughs> Darius Brian. I'm loving that intro right there. Like, that. come on, somebody. <laughs> Listen, I had to really, because it's deserving. You know what I mean? Come I got to just I give appreciate you all that. the flowers, give you all the. I can't wait till I get my talk show because I'm going to do the same for you. <laughs> <laughs> give him the glory. Like, come on. Bring in the glory. But no, seriously, um, I'm really excited for you to be here. I'm excited to be here to have this conversation yes. we've been having conversations this is this right here those way overdue this is, like this is, overdue. This is the, the worldwide conversation <laughs> <laughs> you know and, and people get a chance to tap into knowing who you are right mm. and so you know we talked about multi-platinum producer mm. and we're going to tap into that right yes. but i always want to start like from the bedrock always from the beginning <laughs> uh, because i feel like it helps people understand who you are mm -hmm. as an artist, as a producer, as a as an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. um, as a manager, because you're managing multiple things in your life yeah. as a son. Absolutely, you yeah. know what I mean. Mm -hmm. um, and that and that in itself is like no joke whatsoever. So um, right. I'm just excited to have this conversation. So you know, when I kick it off, I said Joy did that, right? <laughs> Joy did it. Mm -hmm. um, but who is Darius Bryant? Man, um, Darius Bryant is a humble, <laughs> um, innovative kid at heart who just loves the drums and I, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, and um, you know, just music has just really been my everything, man. That's mm -hmm. just what I've been in, in church. You know, I'm just a God fearing individual, and yes. God has been everything all my life. I've been raised in the church. My mom is an evangelist, a minister now. And um, shout out to my dude, man. Shout out to my dude. Play no games ever, man. You know, and um, <laughs> just drums and and God and you know, I, I would say education, but I mean a little bit of education. Yeah. But you know, I'm, I was young then, so you know, it's more drums than God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like they say, ball is life, music is life for you. Music is life, absolutely. Yes. And so you know, we talk about who Darius is, but. How did Darius, how did Droid get into music and mm -hmm. how did you know like this was this was it for you? Honestly, um, I mean as as far as me falling in love with music, it was just really the first time I can comprehend 
or even understand you know drums you know what i'm saying like it, I, I couldn't even say like it was the first song i heard I and mean, i always like been in love with music you know and songs and stuff like that but just my first time going to church and just seeing you know nate salter was the first person i saw mm-hmm. him on the drums and it was just like man like that is intriguing me you know yeah. what i'm saying like i want to do that and i and i was at two you know what i'm saying like i've said to myself i wanted to do that and from there on like it was just drums tapping in you know and studying all the greats in my city like kevin camp and yeah. daniel Powell and you know a lot of the great drummers here flute you know um flute. you know what i'm saying so it was just that that was my introduction to just music in general and trying to be trying to find my way to be a part of it you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying and like drums was just step one for me you know from yeah basically like two to now <laughs> so your mom got you uh, a drum set when you were younger were you the little boy with the drum set and then carried around a stick the drum set didn't come to 10 10 so did you have her pots and pans i was a pots and pans boy <laughs> so i, I mean i'm talking era. about i mean i'm talking about all the pots and pans i'm talking about i gotta have the time times i gotta have the symbols i gotta have me a little high hat I, I gotta hear a different tone every time his like i'm using my knees for the kick drum yeah you know what i'm saying but like i was that kid every day i mean every toy they bought me i'm banging on it and i'm you know finding a way and then finally we transitioned into okay well let's try to get him some drum lessons and i went to music city on uh, main street shout out to john too that was my instructor and um Dude, I got kicked out. How you get? You because I just, I, nah, I just was catching on so fast. And one day he just pulled me to the side before my recital was like, listen, like you dang there teaching me stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I think y'all wasting money, you know, having yeah, him in here, here, you know, but so I, you know, he ended up saying like, you know, I don't want to keep taking y'all money like that. You know, he already pretty much knows. So I ended up, you know, being removed from, from the um, class. And that's when I ended up doing a um, Salter's Christian music school. That's what Nate Salter had. And um, that was when he was really diving into advanced um, stuff, which I kind of was confused on why they didn't have advanced classes at Music City. But, you know, Nate Salter kind of gave me that advanced teaching. And then, you know, with a mixture of, character teaching like you know this is how you should be on the drums and this is also how you should be off the drums yes, you know what I'm saying? and then like this is how mix. we built that mentorship together and like you know we was just kicking it every day and he just spent a lot of time molding me from like 10 to literally 16 10 because of him i did my first live recording at refuge temple i did another one shortly after that and um you know with all of those teachings i ended up coming to your church zion dominion when yes. we did another live recording you yep. know so it was just a huge just upbringing with the drums you know up until you know um tony introduced me to music production and then that was like the next phase right there it was just like oh my god and that's and that's how i met you you know at zion Mm -hmm. and you were such an animated drummer but it's like wasn't even animation it's like this is his energy right (laughs) it's like yo i mean forever smiling right forever got a joke you know what i mean and you just move your little body and i mean you were all always this this bundle of energy in mm-hmm. any space you were in. I remember us being at Olive Garden for dinner. Uh, we would go like after church as a group and I mean the level of jokes you Man. were. Yo. <laughs> I remember like yo we about to get kicked out of Olive Garden. I think we were on a Daniel fast at the time and we all went and had like minestrone soup and that was all we could eat because we were fasting. Yo and the way you started acting up drumming with the drums yeah. with the um, breadsticks when I tell you, like his energy has been a thing that is that is um, gravitating. Mm-hmm. Like people gravitate to that energy, mm-hmm. and you will exude that energy on your drums. Like mm-hmm. I can tell when you in it, you getting excited, and Absolutely. I mean you just smiling. And I love when they would pan the camera, <laughs> and I mean you just see you going like this, yeah, man. And next, you know, a stick falling in the air. Now you got one, <laughs> and I don't know how you was doing it with one, right? And then don't get happy. Now you stand there. Come on, yo, you remember I used to be- <laughs> <laughs> I was showing out, I ain't gonna lie. I remember, and I and and that is what you need in spaces of mm-hmm. faith, right? Mm-hmm. To have when the people who are playing the in- instrument ushering in and helping mm-hmm. bring in Absolutely. that energy, have the energy and the actual oil, because you mm-hmm. gotta have oil. Come right? on now, some people's oilless. We can uh, come day. on, now. But, <laughs> but you you were leaving a lot of oil, a lot of oil. On them I was dripping when I was. And you were getting us 
into whatever it was mm-hmm. you were happy about and praising God for, mm-hmm. you you brought us along in that journey, Absolutely. right? And and I love that about you. And so how were you able, and you talked about mentorship and Tony, mm-hmm. um, and shout out to Tony, because I have my own you know story with Tony when it comes <laughs> to me making my journey, because I think people will kind of pigeonhole you, like mm-hmm. how can you be a Christian right. and still operate in the music field to where it's not deliberately Christian I ba- I music. I that for sure. Can you talk about that a bit? Because it's like when you're brought up in this way, like you talked about Refuge Temple, mm-hmm. going to Mr. Salter's, mm-hmm. was it Salton? Uh, Salter's Christian Salt, Music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, your mom being a minister. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, I just, I opened up with you being a multi-platinum K-pop right. producer, right? right. And But your background, your upbringing mm-hmm. is rooted in, in Christ. It's right. rooted in Christianity. It's rooted in Christian music and being in the church. So how were you able to maneuver in that space? Like you said, you battle because I know I battle. It's like, okay, I'm going to be in it, but not of it. Mm-hmm. But you be in it and you be like, woo, it's a lot going on in here. Well, you know, to me, it was kind of, I felt, I felt it was a little different because, you know, like I, I literally just loved early. I just loved music. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. even when I started getting into um, like soundtracks or whatever, you know what I mean? Like listening to Timberland and the Swiss Beats or Carrie Hilson or whatever you want to yeah. call it, you know? I just like music in general, you know, and, including gospel music, the Jay Mosses and, yes. you know, Donnie McClurkins or, you know, um, Donnell, um, Donnell Lawrence, you yes. know, whatever the case may be, right? And like all, all of that, you know, I'm just focused on music. Now, obviously, like there comes like message now, you know, and, mm-hmm. to, and I think that, Throughout my career, I would see people like, you know, literally like I just went billboard number one with a guy named Jacob Lawrence. And like literally when I got him that billboard number one, he stopped doing K-pop, you know what I'm saying? Because he felt convicted, you know what I'm saying? He just Mm. wanted to do gospel, you know, and he didn't even write anything crazy, like with no crazy lyrics or nothing like that. It was very universal and cohesive or whatever. But he just felt, you know, like that's not the message, you know, he should be pushing or whatever. And for me, I was like. Number one, God is love. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, not every song is is a love song, but like, you know, if I, you know, if if it's love, then how can we be against it? If love is God, you know, to be yeah. writing about God when you're writing about love, because that is the formula for love. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And but I just started being more cautious on the type of artist I was working with. You know, and that brings me to say, like, that's why I feel like I don't have a lot of the opportunities now that. Well, I don't want to say I don't have them. I didn't take advantage of the opportunities that a lot of my other peers took advantage of, like, you know, getting places with the Megan Thee Stallions and the Cardi B's. And I'm not saying, like, those are bad people, but, like, you know, maybe the people behind them aren't good mm-hmm. or, like, you know, or maybe the message that they push in this season isn't good, you know, and it it, it hurts making those saying no to those opportunities. Yeah. But for me, I, I just want to feel good about the people I'm working with. I want to feel good on Judgment Day with the message I've been putting Ooh, out yes. there, you know what I'm saying, and the frequencies I've been putting out there because frequencies is more effective in your, or just as effective as the words, you know what I'm yeah. saying, and like that could invoke a lot of things because, you know, people say like, you know, they be trying to put this stigma on trap music just because the frequency just make you feel mm-hmm. like, y'all want to get rowdy, y'all want to get this and that, you know, yeah. so like even though I enjoy trap sometimes but as far as me making it, it's like, yo, can that be my frequency that I'm putting out there or does this just have to be something I enjoy so I've just been trying to separate myself from certain things that I feel like can you know be a, a hindrance to what I'm trying to represent yeah. you know and the person I'm trying to represent you know what I'm saying and like I know I do pop and I do R&B but when you listen to the pop and the R&B like we don't say anything vulgar it's not really any cuss words in there maybe one you know what I'm saying like if that and it's probably not even my decision but I try to get people to use their words like tell me what you want to say tell me the artist that said it how you wanted to say it you know what i mean and like let's find a different way to convey that you know a little more poetically or borderline poetically and still trying to keep that millennial touch or whatever but you know i've just been trying to remove myself from situations where i feel like you know the frequency may be a little off with for what i'm trying to represent you know what i mean and how important is that well i know the importance of it but it's like i think some people some people miss the mark you know where Mm -hmm. like you said they want to be a part of something they want to do a thing this is what you're in the industry for Mm -hmm. but and some people just don't really care about the frequency people Mm -hmm. don't care about the type of energy that is given Mm -hmm. because music is the universal language so exactly what is your music saying right Uh, well see that's the thing like I felt like 
that was the question I was asking myself. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, I feel like at the end of the day, it comes to how do you want to be remembered at the end of it all? Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, I look at people like Quincy Jones and Stevie Wonder who found their sonic identity you know what i'm saying and like stuck with that you know what i mean and and really went the miles of like trying to enhance what they brought to the table like quincy jones then flew to paris and and got lessons from one of the craziest string conductors in the world right and it's like you know you would know something like that yeah you know what i'm saying like and um I, i just felt like you know i wanted to be known as a legend i want to be known as somebody that can speak many languages in music you know what i'm saying and still fit his what he represents in there you know what i'm saying i want people to feel like okay yo this dude is different i feel god i feel love when i'm just hearing an instrumental you know what i'm saying like i don't want to say nothing too crazy or whatever because like this is not giving me that you know what i'm saying and um i just feel like you know just me finding my sonic identity me knowing how i want to be remembered at the end of it you know and um me knowing how i even want to be how I, how my character how i want my character pro- to proceed me like i want them to know like listen like this dude is not out here and because too even producing for them type of people too comes with a stigma of like we got to be in the clubs we got to be promoting here yeah. we got to be there and we got to buy this to look a certain way and all yeah. of that stuff and it's like nah like you yeah. know and i had so much musicality in me too that's why i really thank god for Come k-pop on, musicality yeah you know it's like man i wanted to produce something that i could really express everything i soaked in from yeah. all these environments that i've been a part of and k-pop just really fit the description for how i wanted to express myself i feel like you know what i mean yeah and i love that and i want to get right i want to get into the k-pop i'm gonna put a pin in that because i kind of want to dial back just a little bit because we just jump right in right yeah flowing and i love it but i want to get into your educational Mm -hmm. um journey Mm -hmm. you know and i think in this in today's world the thought of formal education is not even something that's highly considered anymore because a lot of everything we can learn is at our fingertips. Mm-hmm. We can find it on YouTube University. It's on our phone somewhere mm-hmm. in the internet. Um, but I feel like there is still a level of things you get in formal education, mm-hmm. going to college, whether you finish or don't, that you experience within that space that kind of gives you a competitive edge Absolutely. outside of just having that degree. So, you know, after, you know, making this decision, having the mentorships mm-hmm. and being able to build at a young age, because mm-hmm. you, you were building, you had a business, you guys were producing and I think you were being sharpened because you were around so many great people. Mm-hmm. You were already here. Mm-hmm. Like similar to you, like I was interning at the station since I was 16. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm learning a lot already. So it's like, I know I got to go to college, but what, what about to teach me? For what? That? <laughs> right? What you about to teach me right. that I'm not learning in the building. Right. right. So what was that? What made you say, Hey, I'm going to go to school. What school did you go to? Cause I remember us having these conversations. Um, and then what was that experience like being there? Um, well, what made me go was, um, I had a partner and I had a friend, you know, and this is like right when I actually made the transition to music production from, full-time drums right and he was like listen i'm gonna go to the school called full sail university which is the school i ended up attending to answer that question um in in winter park florida it's a private school and he was like you know i'm about to go there and just really fulfill this music production thing you know you should come with me and i already had applied to berkeley i got accepted actually and um and i was like you know what because i'm taking such a liking to it I'm like, yeah, I'll go with you, bro. You know, and I felt more better in that situation because I was going to have somebody with me. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, all right, well, bet. You know, I'll go out there. It's Florida. Right. It's beautiful. You know what I'm saying? It's music production. I got the hang of it, so it's not going to be nothing too crazy. But, you know, so I ended up going out there. Um, what was the third one? <laughs> so what, what did you feel that you learned while being there? Right. So honestly, it was what my takeaway from it was more so like bettering the quality of what my production i guess and 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 how i'm recording people you know what i'm saying and um i mean signal flow they was just teaching me other avenues in music that i can work in um i learned a lot of great mixing tips i learned a lot of great critical listening which is what i use till this day and i and a crazy thing about that class is i couldn't even pass that class wow like and that and that's the crazy part but i kept practicing it though because what was it about the class that could you couldn't pass it like you were were you missing some critical pieces no so critical <laughs> critical listening is basically you have to listen to a track 
let's just say the Beatles, mm-hmm. and uh, we had to mimic the mix that they did with. Uh, with with millennial plugins now basically you know what i'm saying so it's like yo what did they do here like what did this sound like did they use a phaser on that symbol did they use a a reverb here that so we had to reenact that whole mix i was just having a tough time reenacting the mixes but it wasn't hard for me to pinpoint what they were using you know what i'm saying so like and mind you at this time like my partner was doing a lot of the mixing and mastering for our music i was just focused on the creative side like just being multi-genre because you are creative you know what i'm saying so i think that um but after I mean I, I ended up dropping out after that mm-hmm. class, um, but I ended up getting my diploma shortly after y'all. Just so y'all know, but um, yes. dual bachelor's degree. Thank you, Lord. Come on, come on, guys. You know what what and um, but that critical listening is something that is practiced all throughout mm-hmm. my career. I mean, like even when like you're trying to just pinpoint the types of snares somebody is using or the kick or like what was how did they chop that what was that plugin they used to kind of create that transition and stuff like that so i'm constantly listening and practicing that and i i, I kind of want to i mean i kind of want to find that dude and tell him like yo this right here was the class Thank right you. here but um but just yeah better in the quality of my sound critical listening learning how to just pinpoint certain things to just add more to what i'm bringing to the table you know and some differentiation because it was a lot of techniques that was even older that they're not using no more that i still use mm-hmm. you know but um and Linking up with a lot of instructors A lot of the instructors there Like Worked for like Kiss and Metallica Back in the day That's dope And all of that stuff So just getting techniques from them Like I, I enjoy being on campus for sure Now After So when you made a decision To say you know what I'm not about to do this no more um, What was that journey like Because here's the thing Truth is This is what happens mm-hmm. Right Truth is There are a lot of us Who go to school And sometimes You are not sure What you're there for Mm-hmm. You know you got a skill set. You know you got a talent. Mm-hmm. And they tell you this is the next thing to do. Right. But you get there and it's just like not clicking for you. Mm-hmm. Like you want it to click. You know what I mean? And people chose to walk away. Mm-hmm. So when you chose to make that decision, like, you know what, I'll get back to this later. Mm-hmm. You know, what was then the next with the game plan? Like, how did you break this to your mama? Because I know she definitely had, she had some words for you. I <laughs> Man, know she did. Listen, <laughs> for real though. I mean, so the first, my first initial plan, which I did follow through with was I said, okay, I was going to take a, a leave of absence first. So that's mm-hmm. a month. So I, before I took it, though, I called my mom, obviously. And I'm like, you know, listen, we got to talk. <laughs> <laughs> and she like, uh-oh. And, you know, back then. We thought you got somebody pregnant. Listen, back then, my mom was in school. So she ain't trying to be on the phone long because she got an essay to write and all right. of this stuff. So I'm like, listen, I'm going to make this quick. Like, I'm trying to drop out. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I'm saying this is why, you know, because I've... Uh, it's not because I can't get past this class, but I need to. I need this to move a little bit faster. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And um, I'm just looking at the long haul, and it's like I don't want to go through internship. I don't want to go through this extra stuff. Like I don't already have what it takes because I felt like I had what it takes. Yeah, we do. You know what I'm saying? And like, even when I really didn't, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like, because I had no industry experience. You know what I'm right. saying? But like, so I'm telling her like, listen, I, I don't want to do it. But I said I had a plan. You know what I'm saying? And I said, you know, this is my plan. I found somebody that I can connect with on social media. You know, at the time, his name was Jukebox. He produced, like, with my hair for Willow Smith and a lot of mindless behavior stuff. I said, listen, I got in contact with this guy. Like, he's been consistent talking to me. He's liking the music. He said that I could potentially get signed to him. So she said, okay, well, you know, if you got a plan, cool. And she would always ask, even though he wasn't my manager then, he was just somebody that was helping me. She would always ask, you know, well, what do vaccine think? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, he don't want me to do it. You know, as, as far as, like, not even the drop out of school part, he don't want me to sign to this guy. You know what I'm right. saying? Because he's a music producer so it's like you know it may not work out how I want it to work out but I just wanted to get my foot in the door because I I already believed or knew at an early age that like you said like I had a captivating personality Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying so like my personality would get me through doors before my skill would you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying so like I already knew that I can get I can laugh my way in or I can you know talk my way through or whatever I said yo mom I'm good like you know trust me right she like all right cool you know take the leave of absence then cool I took 30 days and I mean, like, I'm going in, blowing this man up. Like, yo, you know, what's going on? What you working on next? Where you at? He's like, yo, I'm, I'm in New York with Swiss Beats. Send me a batch. You know, do this and that. Send me a batch. And then, it's, you know, my 30 days was up. Still nothing. So then I took another one. And then um, basically, he was just like, all right, I'm about to just sign you, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you if you want to be signed that bad, like, I don't have that much bread to give you. You know what I'm saying? But, like, if you want to be signed that bad and you really feel like you can do it, I'll sign you. My partner at the time didn't want to do it. 
Yeah. You know, listening to to that, you know, our person at the time, which was vaccine. You know what I'm saying? But um, he like you know, but if if you feel like we can get through it, cool. Because this was the first situation that I actually brought to the table because. Us meeting Vaccine was what he brought to the table because we ended up doing a B competition in Miami. Mm. That's how we met Vaccine, Dang. and that was his idea to go and do the B competition, which I'm actually glad we did. Like it was really cool. And um, but where am I at my story? <laughs> <laughs> About the decision of being signed, right? So um, but we ended up doing it. We got signed for like seven k, and um, I ended up. We ended up doing some work. We wasn't getting places because we still in Florida. He's in California. So he ended up telling us shortly after, like, yo, it's not really too much I could do for y'all if y'all in Florida and I'm all the way in LA, like maximizing all these opportunities. So I said, okay, well, I'm gonna pull up. I don't know how I was gonna pull up. I done spent all my living expenses, bread, like mm-hmm. off rip. I'm just buying whatever. Yeah. So I'm like, man, I don't know how I'm gonna get out there. And I, I don't know how I didn't peep this, but it was a girl that I ended up being friends with because of a music video that I was a part of and her name was Beatrice man I thank God for Beatrice for real man and um she dated the dude I was signed to wow (laughs) like and I had no clue right and one day he came to town as a surprise and he like yo I'm I'm here in in Florida I'm around the corner of this apartment and I I go and I'm like oh I know this spot I got a friend named B that live here he like oh I I know B like that's my girl and I'm (laughs) I'm like B hey so anyway she, I guess he ends up catching her up on how he knows me because she didn't know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, she ends up saying like, yo, listen, my dude is saying he can't do too much for you. She ends up giving me a standby ticket for the next day. Like, you know, she's like, yo, you can come to LA the next day. Like, we got cribs out there. You can stay in one of the cribs. Like, you know, you gonna eat, whatever. You just gotta figure everything else out on your own, you know what I'm saying? Right. But like, you know, at least you there though. I said, bet. I packed a few clothes. I went to LA, did my thing, which was even better because my manager was out there anyway, doing his thing. He wasn't my manager at the time, but that was my pers- my point person. And um, so we ended up doing that. Long story short though, I actually had so many sessions with like people that wrote with Dr. Dre, Rihanna, all types of stuff. And they were saying like, yo, they heard this beat before and like they wouldn't let them take it. And I'm like, what you mean? I was like, oh, yo, listen, I picked that beat for like Rihanna. And they was like, nah. And I'm like, what? Had another one for like Dr. Dre. They was like, oh yeah, we picked that joint, but they was like, nah, we couldn't take it. It's like the then this is like sessions that my manager set up, not the dude I was signed to. So wow. I'm just happening to run it into these people. People that's saying that. So we ended up saying like, okay, well, you know what? I don't, I get that you're a music producer. It really don't seem like, it seemed pointless right now because you're not really letting people take whatever and you're going to get paid from anyway. So we like, yo, we just going to buy ourselves out. It was definitely like pulling teeth to get out of it, but eventually we got out of it and for a super low price, I think, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And um, from there, we just stuck with the independent thing and um, this dude named Joe Millionaire, shout out to Joe Millionaire too. He actually got a, a K-pop opportunity for a group called Red Velvet to do a remix for one of their songs. They wanted an R&B mix. And me, my partner at the time, and Rob Bonner from here, we all did it. And um, they just loved it right away. And mm. that was like our intro into K-pop. But before that, we did J-pop. But like that was kind of like where it really was taking off. You know what I mean? And, but uh, man... That I feel like um, that whole experience was just like an eye opener. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, okay, like this is what I I, I feel like. I, then I felt like trying to get out of that deal. I'm like, okay, I see what a lot of these artists and Talk producers go it. through. You know what I'm saying? When they're trying to get released from something, but <clears throat> you're a ticket. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, especially they when you're good and you're talented. Absolutely. So, and he even said to us too, like, "Yo, I'm gonna make this like pulling teeth. Like, if you try to leave, mm. we like what? I haven't even heard that expression before." <laughs> <laughs> and he like, "Yeah, I'm gonna make it like pulling teeth if y'all try to leave." And man, we tried for like six months. And one day, my partner tricked him. He was like, "Yo, I got a lawyer that's trying to buy us out." And he was like, "Um, all right, bet. Tell him thirty thousand. I, I might have. He might have thought we was bluffing, but it was his dad, and he ended up sending his dad over there." And they paid to do it, and um, that was it. That's what's up. And there we have it. There we have it. You know, into your journey of K-pop. Right. And so, you know, after 
that experience of one, you know, serendipity or just what we would call the Lord working, right. you know, meeting and connecting with that person and then your friend B being able to give you a ticket For to real. get there. Like we never really know how or why things connect the dots right. the way they do. But like you said, shout out to Beatrice. <laughs> I, I feel like we all got someone like that. Absolutely. Like mine is my homeboy King. Shout out to King. Shout out to King. Um, <laughs> because King was like, yo, you can come stay in my stay in my room. I go stay in my sister room mm -hmm. when I was looking for a space to stay when I got my internship mm -hmm. and my opportunity. Um, and I think, you know, oftentimes when we step out on faith, right, we take the step, the steers appear. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you were just taking the steps and the steers were appearing. Mm -hmm. Now, not saying some of these stairs are a little bit of rickety, you right. know what I mean? My you little, I mean? a little bit, like <laughs> fall a little bit, but they were there and there were lessons that you learned along the way, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and so, like you said, getting a placement with K-pop, was it a hard decision to make that pivot into that genre? And for those who don't know what K-pop is, if you could please just, you know, expand upon it. Oh man, oh yeah, Korea pop um, is, is what K-pop is. And uh, basically like, I mean, it's like, Katy Perry or like Justin Bieber but just in Korea you know what I mean basically but very multi-genre though like it's not just pop like they kind of mix a, a lot of other genres in there but mainly just pop you know what I mean um but <clears throat> it was a, a little difficult making that transition only because like you know I was in a, a place which I'm really glad I grew out of it because I don't think you're supposed to create in that mindset but I wanted to make what I thought the people around me wanted to hear, you know what I mean? I wanted to be a part of artists that the people around me liked, you know what I'm saying? And I felt like if I wasn't doing that, you know, then I wasn't going to be, for lack of a better term, praised, I guess, you know, or the level of fame or whatever around my peers, you know, because it was something different. But I, I quickly grew out of that, though, when I realized the level of expression I mean I was just enjoying the level of expression in it and I'm just like yo this makes me feel free this mm -hmm. makes me feel this is what I actually like you know what I mean and I felt like uh, at a certain point in your artistry or you know in, in your music production or whatever you gotta actually figure out what you actually like mm -hmm. to create like what sounds do I actually like to hear like what type of grooves and, and everything do I actually like and enjoy and it's like you know when you taste in food, you know what I'm saying? Like, can't nobody convince you that what tastes bad is good. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you like what you like. You know what I'm saying? So I had to figure out what do what taste do I actually like. Right. You know what I'm saying? And um, K-pop just checked a lot of boxes. You know what I'm saying? And doing that comparison, it was like, it was easy from then to be like, okay, well, I enjoy it. And is what I enjoy what matters the most or is what me is me getting placements with people that I think my friends will enjoy what matter most but I'm not enjoying making this constantly though right. you know what I'm saying so you know but eventually I made the decision you know but um and I think it was for the better for sure you know I definitely don't be in a lot of the same circles that I wish I was in with a lot of my peers but I'm accepting my path and I'm embracing my path and I, I don't think it's bad. I think God did his thing with Well, that. listen, uh, God did his big thing. Yeah, what you mean? Like, yeah. I mean, like to break it down, multi-platinum producer. You know, and when we were doing the the event for Startup Buffalo, shout out to my girl Kat. Yes. You know, like to really just say multi, like I, I see what it takes and know what it mm -hmm. takes to hit gold. Yeah. But to go multi. Come on. Do it multiple times. You know what I'm saying? Hitting platinum. And how were you able to do that? Like, to be able to reach even that? Because I know it was a goal. Like, when you're younger, we set these goals, right? right? And you want to be this this platinum producer mm -hmm. or you want to be this, this go-to drummer or whatever those goals were, you are now living those out. Mm-hmm. How were you able to get to that multi-platinum producer status? Like, what kind of work did that take? What What does it take to get multi-platinum? Multi Man, I think, especially in that genre, it was very important for me to, and this is like a, a word I kept hearing throughout the process was like, you know, you got to study the K-pop formula. Mm. You got to study the K-pop formula. Like, once you get the formula down, you're going to be good. And I'm like, yo, what are you, like, what are you talking about? Like, the formula, right? And like... You know, like I said on the panel the other day, like every genre of music has a certain way that it's made. You know, that is what we call the formula. Like it's a science 
to the the foundation of it like what you add on top of that is like you know a little extra fixing to just set you aside but it's always a foundation for jazz it's a foundation for gospel it's a foundation for blues and, and all of that stuff right mm -hmm. so it's a formula and a foundation for k-pop and it's like okay i had to really see what that was and like study how they're formatting their songs study the type of uplifters and, and down sweep effects that they do before they get to the hooks and the bridges and all that stuff to kind of build climax in the song you know and when they are taking progressions out when they put progressions in when they doing like a lot of urban pop style stuff and um because it, it really is a formula to it and when i got it that's when i skyrocketed you know in the genre but also too though at the same time, I feel like I was staying true though still to what I wanted to make. Like I didn't go in the studio and say, okay, I gotta make a this type beat or I gotta make sure I have this and this and that in there. It's like, no, nah, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna make what I wanna make. And then when I'm done, I'm gonna include those important elements from that formula in there so that it can have climax, you know what I'm saying? Because my whole thing was I wanted to be different because I know what all of the other um, producers were gonna be making and all the other acts that they were gonna be pitching for. So I wanted to pitch for some of the more harder ones that required a little more, you know, sugar and spice and everything nice, you <laughs> know what I'm saying? Be right. Just because I had the skill to do it, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And um, But once I got that formula down, plus mixing all the musicality with it was when it was like, yo, this dude is like extra different. You know what I mean? And like, so yeah, just basically like getting that formula down packed on, how they do their songs because it's not like a b like you know american songs you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying like there's a lot of parts to it you know and plus they're dancing some rapping in there some singing in there yeah all types of stuff you know so like once you get that and plus like they make it transcend on a stage like so seamlessly you know what i'm saying like when they're doing it live and stuff too so you see why like they have you do all of this stuff but it was ridiculous but yeah definitely learning the formula is your first step into yeah becoming a billboard number one music producer know what you like you know understand the genre you're in and then dive into the formula for that genre like okay what why do we like this so much like how, how did they do this what types of sounds what type of you know what i mean did they use to maybe feel like okay the track building up now right. you know what i'm saying like you got to know all of that because that's what it takes to you know hit certain spots in your consumer you know what i'm mm. saying and so even with that like so when the artists come in do they listen to it i'm like okay that's it or do like management kind of help pick it um okay so well with k-pop is a bit different mm -hmm. so management and a and r's will help pick the songs that they want us well this is at a writing camp per se so like say if i'm actually there at the label uh -huh. they will help pick the tracks that they want us to write to and record to but they don't have any say so on like concept or anything like that they're just like yo we, we just feel like this will fit for the group so try to write something about this you know what i'm saying and they may give us like an overview on what the whole album is geared towards like theme wise you know what i'm saying so we'll just try to stick to the theme or whatever and then after that we are the now this is like when the writers are just on the record now mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and then now we are auditioning it back to the a and r and the or and the president of a and r's and he's like Oh yeah, this will fit good for the group. This will fit good for the group. This will fit good. Okay, bet. Now let's get the group to record it now. And then once they record it and they're cool and they vote yes, let's pay these people in their advance and then release and then boom, they're billboard finished. number one. <laughs> that easy. That's up, billboard number one. And I feel like, do you feel like you've now reached a place to where if people were to hear your music, they know it's you? And what I mean by that is, I feel like like Timberland and Swiss Beats mm -hmm. are like two of my favorite producers when it comes to hip hop and R&B industry, right? Mm -hmm. And when I hear their beats, I know it's them. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's just something about their particular style mm -hmm. that you can just pick out the crowd. like, right. And you can tell Dr. Dre's too. And I feel like when you would send me tracks for my intros, for the podcast, mm -hmm. for the radio show, you do have a sound. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, and even when I was like, you know, give me something that's a little bit of like gritty, it still has a light mm -hmm. to it, mm -hmm. right? And do you feel that you you have your sound? That you, you, you like, see, bad you said something though? very important that I always say to people, you like, yo, I feel like there's a light to it, right? And mm -hmm. I feel like 
that's the sound I have. Like, I don't yeah. feel like there is something that you can hear. You can be like, oh, that's Droid. I feel like it's more of a feeling. Like, yeah, it is a feeling. Who did that, Droid? I, it felt like he did that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because to me, there is a light at the end of the tunnel in my music. Like, right. even when I'm doing like trap or like, or we're doing heartbreak, you know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, we dove into the break, but yeah. like, where's, where's the you coming out? And you know what I'm saying And you finding that light At the end of the tunnel You want them to have hope At the end You know what I'm saying At least I want it You yeah, know what I mean yeah. I don't want to just dwell in it And um, I just feel like Just having that Hint of brightness In the music Is what is like oh okay yeah that, that gotta be droid ain't it yeah okay yeah. cause that joint feel too good like, it, you know it, it, feels, it feels good it feels good you know I don't like Timberland like and even for real like for real he got certain drums he may use or like mm-hmm. certain progressions or, or whatnot. I try not to be predictable like that but I want my feeling to be still in there like I was like oh man that feel like droid did that or yeah. when a certain part comes it's like oh man that sounds like something droid would've did oh he did do it I knew it yep. you know what I'm saying to me though no it and even to you i mean heck i hear it and i heard it before you even got platinum <laughs> i knew he was gonna be a platinum <laughs> artist, but it's like when you listen to like honestly like that go-getter track is like my favorite mm-hmm. and then it's another one that i was using for the podcast and like this like it goes into your own name and it just got like this 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 it feels like i'm in like a bed of lilies come on you know what i mean like, yeah. i don't know but like and and that's something i also want to ask you too because when you're a creative and when you're an artist mm-hmm. you know multi-instrumental artist that you are and and producer and I feel like when you listen to music, and this is something that I've experienced when I'm listening to music, mm. do you see color? Like you ever mm. like, I don't know, for me, like I have closed my eyes before and I feel like music paints mm-hmm. when it when it is without words. Mm-hmm. Like that's why I'm loving the um, Andre 3000 mm-hmm. flute. Mm-hmm. Cause I, oh, you like it? Oh, I haven't even heard it yet. I but... love it, listen to it. Okay. Make sure you listen to okay. it. The names on that joint okay. is wild. Okay. It's absolutely wild. <laughs> but the flow is like, this is a. I don't. That's feel, different. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I love it. And I can see, mm-hmm. like, and I don't know if this is a condition or not, but I can see color mm-hmm. when the music is playing. So, like, as someone who's musically inclined, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And have the ability to hear and play what you hear mm-hmm. without knowing or seeing a note mm-hmm. um what kind of conditions do you kind of have going on in your mental when doing it that's like even when i'm doing interviews i have to actively listen mm-hmm. and actively prepare mm-hmm. and at the same time right absolutely right um so it's kind of like you got all these windows open in your head mm-hmm. put a pin there to have that right. you know what i mean mm-hmm. um what does that look like for droid when you're when you're in your making how because it's like you have a formula yes you figured out that formula Mm -hmm. but what is now the process when you're in there and you're having to really create because i'm i'm always intrigued by people in their their genius Mm -hmm. i don't think it's colors for me i think it's conversation for me like Mm -hmm. I I feel like the music literally talks to me like you know I I, like literally like I would um when we're doing things like my my, when I'm working with someone you know is let an idea kill itself you know what I'm saying so I when somebody say oh you think that's a good idea well cut it and let's see what the music says you know what I'm saying like the music is gonna tell me if it wants it or not you Mm. know what I'm saying and like even when I'm adding elements in the beat you know like I may say oh I hear piano and I, I'll play it a little bit, but the music is like, nah, not piano. Like maybe a sign pad or something. Or I, I, I'm hearing that though. Why I'm testing it because I believe that inspiration only comes when you're working. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So like I gotta constantly be trying things. And like I, even though I'm in the right vein, you know I may be in the right vein, but like I don't have the right sound or I'm not tapping into the right emotion of that instrument. Maybe you know what I'm saying like it was a good pick, but you're not tapping into the emotion. So like I would have to stop mid production. Like study like something that might have tapped into that emotion like I want to and I gotta find I gotta practice the chords right quick and then I'm going right back like okay cause this is what it wants you know what I'm saying and like even now cause like I, I really compare myself to Bob Ross when it when it comes to it because like you like literally and I know that's like a, a mind and like trying to get a picture that well it's the same thing yeah, it's it like is. how can you get an idea like that that just starts here and just have it into this whole thing right but it's like 
I, I, I don't know how he did it, but like he literally just knew effortlessly what was gonna work. We're gonna take a little bit of this gray, the sky blue, uh, uh. a little bit of this yellow. Yo, it's so it's just as effortless like that for me. Like when I'm tapped in, like when it, and like I don't go into it with a playbook in advance. Yeah. Like you would say, like oh, I gotta be thinking ahead, and I gotta. I'm more so like I want to see. I know the kind of vibe I want to create. Let me start with what I feel like I know I want. And then let me see, let me just be open to what it's turning into. Because I always say when I'm creating, like, oh, I'm not married to anything. So mm -hmm. when somebody say, like, yo, what you think about that? You like that? I say, oh, it's, it's good. I'm not married to it, though. So if it needs to change, yeah. I'm open to change right now. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I don't want to be sold on something when it's like the music is going to tell me something even better later. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I don't want to be all like, nah. It's like, nah, we can't be disobedient to the music now. You can't. You know, you said that, and I chuckle because my father is a, is a mechanic. Mm -hmm. And even when our relationship was strained, everybody will always talk about him being this amazing mechanic. He could take a car apart and put it together with his eyes closed. We got right? something in common. Yeah, yeah, right. My dad is a mechanic. That's, That's crazy. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. Dang. So he would literally get in the car. He like, you know, people would tell him what's going on. He's like, listen, the car gonna tell me what it is. Right. She she gonna tell me what's wrong. Come with on. She gonna if I start her up and she sound a little bit of mm -hmm. something. Right Something over there, right, right. Some may right with the plug, and I literally watched him like work on my truck. And I like to say I help because I move. I, <laughs> I put my own spark plug. Pass it out, oil cap. Okay. <laughs> I was like, "How you doing, Dad? Okay, we put my spark plug." Right. Um, but he said that he's like, "It didn't tell me. Mm -hmm. It didn't tell me what's wrong with it." Absolutely. And I feel like only people who are born to do those things. Mm -hmm. You know, are that inclined mm -hmm. with what they are doing in the things they're called to do. Mm -hmm. Because it, it really is a feeling. Absolutely. It really is a sound. Mm -hmm. And it and whatever that thing is that you're supposed to do on this earth does speak to you. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, with that, you know, you said inspiration only comes when you're working. Mm -hmm. That was like, I was like, ooh. You like that, right? And, Come on, we put a pin in that one. like, oh, close that tab. <laughs> that one, right? So put a pin there because even when, because listen, as we know, this this industry has its ups and downs. Mm -hmm. You know, and when we talked about the panel, the harmonious hustle, and I love that, mm -hmm. that title, <laughs> you know, the other aspect and avenue of you not just being this producer, mm -hmm. this artist, this, what do we call somebody who play multiple instruments? A multi-instrumentalist. That's the, <laughs> a multi-instrumentalist. Multi um, you know, you also are an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. you know, and that is something you picked up by mm -hmm. happenstance, mm -hmm. right? Um, and again, this industry, mm -hmm. there's no blueprint. Right. It's not like we're lawyers. Mm -hmm. It's not like you're gonna have to go ahead and study for the bar, then you gotta go in and, and be an intern right. or a doctor when you gotta go and do your residency. Um, this is straight out, no guidance. Right. You're throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks. Right. Right. And then even then there's inconsistency when it comes to the money flow. Mm -hmm. Um, and so the idea of you taking on the mindset of entrepreneurship mm -hmm. to help you mm -hmm. in those times, you know. How were you motivated and inspired to do that? Mm. Um, to make sure you said, okay, I, while you're chasing a dream, mm -hmm. coming in with another plan to make sure you eat. Right. Because there's times when we ain't. You know, it's times when people change their mind about you. Come so on you know now. What? People think you move out of town to lose weight because you've been working out. You've been, you've been losing weight because you're not eating. <laughs> I would never forget being an intern living in New York City and I could only afford to get into the city from Long Island. Come on. And you know what my lunch was, what was in the it? city? It was a Caesar-sized salad from Wendy's called Buck 25 Come on. with tap water. Deal. <laughs> I lost weight. <laughs> Cause I wasn't eating. <laughs> I didn't have I enough protein in it. All right. <laughs> you know I was on a grind. Man. Um, I wasn't making no money. No, man, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> they wasn't paying any times. What? No, seriously. Um, but no, like as we now being at the big age, right? Mm -hmm. Being an adult, you still got to take care of yourself. Um, so what were the things that you had to do from an entrepreneur standpoint to position yourself, to maintain yourself, and even to help fuel the motivation to keep going after what you know mm -hmm. you were built here to do. 
<laughs> Dang, that was I, I had to sigh right there, y'all, because I mean, she done brought me back to a whole mentality. I done, I, it took a lot to get out. No, sorry, listen. Sorry. No, it's all good. I mean, honestly, right? You know, I was at the beginning of my career then, so a lot of traveling, mm-hmm. a lot of having to, yes. you know, go all across the map to like network with people that actually are doing things and have potential things pop off in the industry. That's number one. Looking the part. Looking the part. Having that's to pay for the stuff. I should have made looking the part number one Hello? because there's some people that won't even give you the time or day if you, you don't, don't look, look like, like nothing. <laughs> that's the truth. Dinners and meetings I'm going to like and sometimes you got to pay for it because you inviting them. Listen, People don't understand that. Yo, you tapping into something. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> you don't understand that. <laughs> you like, oh, okay, well let's do lunch, and that's really lunch on me. On me. When you I say that, you. right? And you praying to God they don't get no crazy. Oh my lord! You're like, woo, God. We you know, on <laughs> top of that, you know, I'm, and when I say early in my career, like 18, 19, yes. you know what I'm saying? So like now I gotta get an apartment i gotta get insurance i gotta yes. get a dentist i gotta get a doctor you know what i'm saying so that my health can be right right and so like you start to see like okay in order for me to as a human to have everything i need Basically. i literally have to have some type of capital to maintain all this like i even had a truck once and lost my truck mm-hmm. the very next month because mm-hmm. Three hundred and eighty dollars. Yes. You know where it's coming from. You know, then gas on top of that. Then insurance, insurance. on top. Oh my, that alone is a bill. You know what I'm saying? And then airplane tickets is five hundred, six hundred dollars. Then hey, you going from L to L A. Barely can score a buddy pass. You know what I'm saying? So like, <laughs> and they not reliable. So like, I told myself like, yo, I have to do something that is going to have income constantly flowing. Like now, I'm getting big royalty checks already. But it's quarterly at this point, you know what I'm saying? And like now it's, it's a, a lot more frequent, but then it was just like every three months, you know what I'm saying? So now I got to, whatever it was, you know, it ain't always high. It ain't always going to be 10,000. Sometimes it's 3,000. Sometimes it's, it's four, you know what I'm saying? And like 4,000 ain't going to last you another three months. You know, sometimes it's 2,000 for one month, you know what I'm saying? And like I said, okay, I got to start diving into some other things that I can make money from, but. I don't like putting in more work on anything that I'm putting in on the music. Because it takes a lot just to Because do it's that. taking too much energy, you know what I'm saying? And like, I look at all of my friends, like, I got a best friend named Ronnie, you know, Bizzle, you know, for, on yeah, the drums, right? All my life, Ronnie had a job. Yes. All my life. Yes. Like, Foot Locker, Airport, Construction, <laughs> you name it. Like, this man did it all, right? But always tired, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, man, like, it's hard for you to sacrifice that extra time. And for you to put in 100% on your craft yes. When you just put in 2000% at this job That you don't even Not by choice But you know what I'm saying Like you gotta do this right And it's like yo I gotta find something I can do with little effort right So I, I This is how I got to inspiration Is I just started Researching Because like I said It doesn't come Unless you're working You yeah. know what I'm saying I don't think Inspiration is something That you find It's something that You, you gotta it, go get You know what I'm saying Like it, it's just something That you invite in you, It yeah. comes You know what I'm saying Like you gotta create the space For, yes. it, to, for it to come in right so I started researching. That was a part of my work for the inspiration to come, right? But it didn't even come through research, and it came through just somebody just looking at me, glancing through a bunch of stuff, and they're like, you know, what you doing? I mean, I'm, I'm trying to find some stuff to dive into. And the first thing was like, you know, the first thing they said was, okay, well, you got to find stuff that requires little effort. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And the first thing they said was, you know, do you own land? And I said, nah, I don't own no land. It's like, man, all this money you getting, like, you ain't buy no crib, man. Right. I'm like, nah, they was like, bro, you need to get a crib. You need to rent your crib out, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, you know, and get some bread, you know what I'm saying? So I said, okay, bet. So my, my next check, I bought the crib I used to live in, got my mom, her and her husband, a house in Niagara Falls, and um, I'm like, yo, I'm gonna I'm take the house I used to live in, I'm gonna rent it out, you know what I'm saying? Like, boom, ended up getting another one in the falls with my mom and my, my stepdad, God rest his soul, we ended up getting a couple, and um, yes. so like, that was the first step, and I'm like, man, you know, but you see, I took the step and then all of a sudden, like, it started coming to pass. So then I'm like, okay, well, I need I need more because, you know, although, like, I'm, I'm having all of this property, you know, a lot of these people that was in these property was family. I'm not going to lie. So now we got to mm-hmm. we gotta do favors now. We yeah. got to do cuts. So now you tap it into me profiting off the land yes. now. You know what I'm saying? It's affecting. So, right. So now I have to find something else to make up for what I'm not getting. You know what I'm saying? And then that's when vending machines came. And somebody was like, yo, why don't you just do vending machines? Like, you literally only have to buy snacks, fill it up, and you're done. Right. And I'm like, you know what? I never thought about that because before that, it was a long 
laundry mat I was gonna do. Yeah, that was one of my list too. Which I still might do. Still want to. Yeah, I still might do. But that's um, a guarantee. That's a guarantee. <laughs> but uh, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna try to fit the machine. And uh, shout out to Maya Riot. She was and my cousin, your boy Don from True Riches Label. Man, I just met my cousin too, man, this that's year. And um, man, it's, it's been an amazing journey. But I started with them. And uh, it's just been smooth sailing ever since. I mean, my mom, shout out to my mom too, man. I mean, she was the city clerk and the director at Niagara Falls Memorial. And through her relationships with all these clinics and, and stuff like that, she was able to get a lot of my vending machines in the clinics and city halls and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm doing better than the average that yeah. just started. You know what I'm saying? I thank God for that. But Favor. Yeah. You know, but those were two things that I tapped into to help me maintain a life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I do believe that there's a stigma on like separation like you know the the way people live when they're when I, when they're droid you know what I'm saying versus mm -hmm. how they're living when they're Darius like they create this separation but it's really one and the same bro yeah. like droid is Darius you know what I'm saying and like droid gotta be good droid need insurance mm -hmm. Darius need it you know what I'm saying like and even like getting insurance on my hands I didn't know was important Yes, <laughs> like, I learned about it from my voice. Like right. for, for, for yeah, my I didn't even. I totally was today years old when I found out it was insurance for that. Yep, you know what I'm saying. So like all these things, it was just like okay, I, I see what's going on. But I also see, you know, I just had a I had a huge argument with. I'm gonna shorten this up too, but I had a huge argument with a friend the other day about like. He's like, man, ain't nobody doing it bigger than Drake, and I, I, you know, they they probably not. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But he's like, man, like. You see he's selling like, you know, 80 million an album. And I said, yo, but you think he taking home 80 million though? Like, how you think the producer gotta get paid? How you think the engineer gotta get paid? And the AR project and executive producer. Uh, so like he ain't taking all 80 million. You know right. what I'm saying? Like that dwindles down. You know what I'm saying? So like I, I, I feel like, you know, music is really the lottery, man. Like, you know, you is is it's no pinpoint on when you gonna hit. Yep. You know what I'm saying You just gotta stay consistent And know that you will hit You know what I'm saying Like going back to what you said too Like what it takes to be a Multi-platinum music producer Right Consistency yeah. Because I believe It's an audience for everything Like I'm not gonna tell nobody That their music is trash Even if it may not taste good to me mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying But I mean uh, It's guaranteed an audience for it though. No for You know what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> Listen And I say all the time Like people make fun of Soulja Boy But Soulja Boy did it He was He was a marketing genius genius yeah man you know what i mean he he knew how to play it and he curated and created for real wave. and that those are still songs that hit today seriously those are still songs that hit today but i i believe in getting a job to maintain your life mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so that you can give your all and your creativity you know what i'm saying you can be able to focus and really give what you need to give in that craft you know what i'm saying i think that if you too focus on secular responsibilities you're not going to be able to tap into your genius like you're supposed to you know what i'm saying so i actually promote getting a job and you know what i'm saying maintaining your life so that you can have that ease when you create and you know what i'm saying yep. you know, i don't think create under stress is good being free to create yeah you know because it's nothing like having a focus on how you gonna feed yourself, how you gonna pay your bills, right. and think you about to be able to be free to create. But also though, I do believe though that there is a point in that journey where I feel like those stages are on purpose. Like, I feel like that's yeah. God, like he wanna see if you still how gonna trust that I'm gonna it? do it. Like, yeah, you, you gonna starve, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? But you fasted before. Yeah. That's what I told myself Like honestly I would tell myself Like yo you fasted before bro For 20 days For 21 days bro Like 3 days ain't gonna hurt you bro You know what I'm saying Like And I know God ain't gonna let me Pass out And like he never did You know what I'm saying Like it was always a way I ate And I had bread And it just came out of nowhere But You gotta have that trust And that faith And like I think it was Pastor Haynes that said, you know, faith is a vibration that attracts God. You know what I'm saying? So you got to constantly have that vibrating so that he can be a part of whatever that situation is. You know what I'm saying? If faith without works is dead. You know what I'm saying? So if you're not exercising that and keeping that vibrant, because I, I believe faith is a scent as well. Like God smells that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, ooh. like who that over there believing in me like that? <laughs> believing that I can do that. You know what I'm saying? Believe in me. Hey, who's smelling good? Like, smelling like faith. Who got that faith on? Somebody sprayed faith. Man. <laughs> well, who sprayed it? Who you know what I'm saying? But I believe he smells that. Yeah. He you know does. what I'm saying? Like because I, you, I, I can't forget that God is a different being too. So I can't think like 
he's a human like and he looking and all of that yeah. stuff you know because he's omnipresent so yeah. he it may be something he just smell while he over in atlanta right. like hey somebody is darius over there yeah he believing okay i'm in la let me go let me go tap in on that i'll be right you back. know what i'm saying let me send my man rose he's a day early so <laughs> yeah. he could be good yeah he believing right now <laughs> you, know, you know and i, I kind of want to dive into that because ha- was there ever a moment when you felt like you lost your faith in his journey absolutely yeah absolutely. and I, I think and i feel like when people say they didn't i feel like you're lying nah. because at some point you do get discouraged let me tell you something the most realest thing i've ever heard and god rest nipsey's soul bro he yeah. said you gonna hate this you gonna want to quit you gonna get sick of this but like it's natural you know yeah. what i'm saying like but you keep going though don't quit you know what I'm saying? It's like, like a thorn in your side. You can't even quit when you want to. You can't quit, you know? And it's like, man, like my manager used to, you know, me and my manager used to argue about something. Um, when, when I would get upset at a client, like, you know, maybe they're not paying me my worth or something like that. And he'd be like, yo, like, I'd be saying all this rah rah. Man, I can't believe it. Man. I'm supposed to be respected. It's that. <laughs> and he would just be like, yo, do you want to do it or not? Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? And so, like, when I get to moments like that, and trust me, like I done broke down in front of my mom multiple times. Yeah. I done screamed in my pillow. Yep. But in my head, I hear my manager like, okay, so do you want to do this or not? You gonna quit? Are you gonna quit or not? Nah, is you gonna make room for somebody else that isn't gonna quit? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Or is you gonna and even Jim Carrey said, Yo, if you're not willing to sacrifice your lifestyle for a year to to achieve a lifestyle that you want forever, you know what I'm saying? Like then you're not ready for it, you know, and it's like a lot I had to sacrifice mentally like financially like you know you know us man we coming out i mean you wouldn't be able to tell but we coming out fly stuff on all the time and we took right. a whole break from that whole i mean 907 was the thing you know and it's right. like it's like nah bro like we got something we trying to achieve and this and that but had to sit all out aside and, and really just go full fledged but yeah it was definitely a time where i felt like man like i don't know how i'm gonna do this like especially when my mom is constantly asking me like yo what's your plan right like what you gonna do like you know is she married and you gotta get it you know you gotta get an apartment you gotta get this you gotta get this like man what is my plan and then all of a sudden like right when i feel like i'm about to give up i check that bank account balance and, <laughs> and god say go do it <laughs> i gave you a balance you Dr. know Marsha McWilson. <laughs> oh my man no seriously <laughs> you know but not letting those words even come out of your mouth like i quit and i'm yeah. giving up and i don't trust you is i gotta let the words like i'm, I'm still trusting you like yeah. even even if it don't happen in the time and i want it to happen even if it don't look like how i want it to look i trust you you know what i'm saying so that's really how i got through it honestly and to be honest like that is something as as i've learned mm-hmm. um, i myself have made it made it to that place where i just was like i quit mm-hmm and I was lying to myself because in that moment, you're just like, yo, why aren't the things lining up how right. I want them to line up or how I worked for them to line up? Cause it's not like I'm not putting in the work, but it's like, God, I mean, are you my mans or not? No, listen, um, <laughs> <laughs> for real. But you know, I feel like too though, like, you know, I, I've grown to view because those moments still happen today. Like, still. you know what I'm saying? And it's like, I view that now as preparation. It's something I'm preparing for that yeah. is coming that this is whatever this season is like, it's, it's supposed to be molding something, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And like, then it was my character. It was my attitude. Mm-hmm. It was my spending habits. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it was me getting out of the mindset of I got to blow money around the people that I produce with. You know what I mean? I got to get all this materialistic thing to look away. It was like, nah, like you got to change all that before I get you there. Because when I get you there, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if you can even be controlled when yeah. you get to that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, nah, I got to know now. So I've been okay with slow and steady wins the race. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And Tortoise. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's something to really commend because the maturation of becoming a man <laughs> and, and, and man in this industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, becoming your own and standing on that and your morals. And as King says, standing on business. Standing on business, <laughs> right? Standing on business. And, and really honing that in because when I just think about the young man with all this energy I met mm-hmm. and then the man that is in front of me today still with the same energy mm-hmm. but a different focus mm-hmm. you know what I mean with experience mm-hmm. with lessons with blessings mm-hmm. uh, failures and wins all of those things molds a person into having like an even 
kill space, mm-hmm. right? And I can I can see that and I can feel that. And you know, you have like when we did the um, panel, I was just like, st- I feel like a, I felt like I was a proud like, Look at my boy, you know, look at my boy talking uh, talk. and the folks is nine and right. questions. And it's really one of those things where it's just like you know, we may not be exactly where you want to be just yet, but right. you have done well, mm-hmm. um, and you have accomplished you know a lot and being a multi-platinum producer and you know we talked about you being um a part of a, a record company mm-hmm. you know what i mean and what is the record company called genre, genre records genre yeah records. shout out to kev camp shout too out to kev camp. they just wrapped up the tour yeah the reunion tour the reunion tour yeah. and i saw him make that post and i just again thought about what is it where we all have come from Mm -hmm. and where we are now um and you know what what do you see next for you in addition to k-pop music man in addition to k-pop music what i see next is obviously going full-fledged with the label um definitely more on the real estate side and rental property side um i don't think i'm gonna scale up the vending machine thing i'm just gonna keep it at maybe a little minimum yeah but i do want to do that laundromat thing i actually been scouting a few that i want to buy out and just start like that you know what i'm saying so been saving up for that because that's definitely gonna be my next venture but um but other than that though i'm trying to um I, I, and I hate saying this because I feel like all year I've been hearing people say maybe since 20, 2019 maybe they've been saying this but I'm, I'm really trying to tap into the whole zen thing and yeah. actually like knowing like if I'm actually happy or not you know what I'm saying I'm not saying I haven't been happy but it's hard to pinpoint when I'm authentically happy or like when I'm just putting on this show that I would usually put on because like people just expect this expect energy you know what I'm saying so I'm just trying to make sure I'm being my authentic self for, for lack of a better term at all times so I'm just practicing or, or just studying what that authenticity is yeah actually is you know what I'm saying and and man that's a journey in itself it's, that's a cool <laughs> that's that's a walk boy I'm, I'm getting back to that one man and you know as we talk about the journey you know before we go I always want to make sure we get the 3G codes you know you Ooh. drop some you drop some on us at the uh, at the event yeah. and you know definitely want to share your G codes here yes so what would be Darius 3G codes 3G codes make the choice make the commitment make it happen come on <laughs> That's how I do. Listen, choose what it is. You got to say yes to whatever it is you want to do. You know what I'm saying? I, I think that you take very seriously what you say yes to. You know what I'm saying? So say yes literally with your mouth to whatever you want to do. And then make the commitment. You know, commit to studying, commit to practicing, commit to your identity and whatever it is, you know, and, um, and make it happen you know that's just eliminating all excuses on why it can't and only focusing on how it can you know what i'm saying i think that it's the third stage that really separate you know the wolves from you know whoever ain't a wolf because right, right. you know you eliminating excuses some people hear a rejection and they done like you crying and you sobbing and you oh, all right well and there's another dude that did it yeah how he do it you yep. know what i'm saying so you know make the choice make the commitment make it happen that's the three g codes for everything i love that <laughs> so tell the folks how they can stay tapped in with you follow you social media get in contact with you if they need a dope platinum man multi-platinum listen hit me on all social media droid did that d-r-o-y-d d-i-d-d-a-t and droid did that at gmail.com if you're looking for a multi-platinum hit yeah you know what i'm saying we got the studio blind theory recording downtown buffalo that we're doing so definitely stop by and cook up you're gonna definitely come out with a smash just that simple i promise you because i got the first hit I'm absolutely come on <laughs> not nah, listen step into the fem okay. scene <laughs> Yeah. Well, listen, Joy, I appreciate you. Um, it's an honor to have you on here. And um, I'm excited to see what 2024 about to look like for you. Well, listen. And having you back to talk about some more platinum. Listen, and be looking out for my house album that's about to drop. Yes, I love house. Listen, I'm about to drop a house album that's featuring Raheem Devon, Vito, um, 
uh, Tali and Gomi, uh, a couple artists from the UK. And uh, make sure y'all check out my song Moonlight as well. Yes, That's out Moonlight's now. Fire. Yeah, thank you I so love much. Vixaloo, <laughs> of course, the droid. And listen, my go getters, I appreciate you for pulling up, tapping in. I know this is like an extendo clip, longer than what I normally do. But listen, when you get with your friends, Come on. when you get with your people, <laughs> you get to keep kid. Yeah, you know, you a chance to experience, you know, a whole other side and to really hear the genuineness and the true story of a mogul in the making and a true genius when it comes to music. Thank so do so me much. a favor and keep it locked always. You go get with the go-getter. Me, AGV. Be sure to subscribe to the G-Code Podcast. Find it on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and all places a podcast lives. Want to catch up on the G-Code Podcast? Well, go to www.adrivthegogetter.com and also subscribe on SoundCloud and YouTube. Be sure to check back each and every week as I will be serving up a new episode of the G-Code. I was born in the G-Code, embedded in my blood. Matter of fact, you just triggered a level orange G-Code security threat.